Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, let's be real. There are so many things that are cultural in our in our experiences that are not like Islamically related. Because there's a lot of like, I mean, there's a lot of girls out there who are being pressured to get married at like 19, right? That's a huge source of stress that can come from the home, right? There's a lot of kids entering university who are being forced or told very strongly by their parents, if you don't do X career, then you're dead to me, right? That's very real. Maybe none of us went through it but that's that's a very real thing there are people out there who are living in single parent homes there's people out there whose parents or siblings or whatever they may have passed away or they're in a critical mental health condition and whatnot so all of those things can accumulate and it's very hard to talk to people about it which understandable right so yeah don't discount any of those feelings and don't don't feel like mental health can't come from X source or Y source because it really can. And to add on to what you guys said, having a strong support system. And if you don't want to share, there's anonymous health helplines, there's counselors that you can go through, especially if you're a student and whatnot that are uh, super helpful. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Just something I want to add to your point of as a receiver. I think that's why it's really great to talk to someone that of course that's your friend or like you know your family that you're comfortable talking to but at the same time that that's also why you need to talk to a professional because whoever that person in your life is most likely they're not trained to equip like to help you they're only equipped with their common sense and their experience they're not actually equipped with actual resources so Sometimes that's unfair to that person. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't talk to each other. We definitely should. But I think if you can recognize when it's time to go talk to like a profession, the professional, because mm-hmm. that's what they are here for. One thing I, I'm thinking of right now as we're talking is that I think there's a, dif- there's a bigger difference than we often think between having mental health struggles and actually having a mental health illness and I feel like sometimes on social media we equate the two and we kind of because I think almost every single person has had a mental health struggle but not every one of us has had a has an actual mental health illness or will have one and I feel like on social media we equate the two a lot and I think that's really harmful and that's damaging and I also think we glorify it like we romanticize it 
to some degree and it shouldn't be romanticized by books by movies by like all like of these things influencers yeah the brand and i'm just like this is not a brand yeah and, and it's almost like it's cool to have it but the thing is you're the only one going through it no one else is like yeah you can tell everyone oh for example i have depression and that might make you cool for some by some stupid standard but guess what? No one else knows what depression feels like except you, and no one else can help you through that except yourself. And I, I just really like dislike that whole idea because I have people in my life who've gone through some very serious mental illnesses, and I think that's also a reason why I like you know I don't want to use the word mental health for myself because I feel like it's not the same struggle as theirs. Mm-hmm. We can't equate the two. There is a difference between struggles and illness. Yeah. And I think in our cultures too, like whatever someone says, like they're struggling with their mental health, it's immediately equated to, oh, this person needs to seek like critical health. Mm -hmm. They're not okay. And there's obviously a really like negative, like a really strong stigma Mm -hmm. to that. And I'm just like, it's okay to have like test anxiety. Like (laughs) they're not the same thing. Yeah. And I also think from the cultural point, it's seen as something like it seemed like a disease, like it seemed like a disease and that once you, and it seemed as a disease that once you get, you can never get rid of. It's like a stamp on your back for the rest of like your life. And yeah. that shouldn't be the thing. What, number one, it's not, it is a disease, but it's not a disease in the way that we culturally think of it. Yeah. Um, and also second of all, you, there's no guarantee you can get it, but you, there are treatments, like there are things that help. Like it's not, it's not something that like you're struggling with today you might struggle with it for the rest of your life, but you also might get better. And also, like, the, de- the ver- degrees of which you experience things will vary. Yeah. And, you, and okay, first case scenario, you have it your whole life. Even then, that doesn't make you a damaged person. You still are, are a full person, and you have things to give, and you have value, and you, you matter. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to add to what Misha said about um, having, like, that stigma of um, claiming it as a disease and like you're not capable of doing anything. There were times where I was going through stuff and um, uh, certain family members wouldn't let me get diagnosis for certain things because they were like, oh, the moment it's on your medical record, record, um, your your future significant other will see that and you're not going to be able to get married. No one's gonna, no one's gonna think you're capable of all that kind of stuff. And I was like, first of all, why do they have access to my medical records? Second of all, like what, like, you know, and then when, when people like from the cultural standpoint say those kind of things, you, you have this fear of taking a step of, of, moving forward and trying to feel better and that's just even more anxiety so yeah i feel like i feel like like culture is super messed up in that sense too because i wasn't able to get that proper healing that i should have gotten and to to this day i still struggle with it but yeah i wanted to uh add on to that i'm not sure if this is like a cultural thing or what what this is but i heard this a couple times and I got kind of angry and I, I thought for a moment like I was like a bad Muslim because I got angry at this, but someone was going through things and then someone else was like, oh, just read Surah Rahman, you'll be fine. I was like, buddy, what? Like, excuse me? Um, like, I know it's a, it's a great Surah and there's a lot of great reciters out there, but just like take a step back for a second. Um, 
whatever the linkage is, I don't know what the linkage is between like religion and mental health. Maybe there is one. I, I would like to think that there is a some sort of relationship, but I don't know what it is. But don't, I feel like a part of our culture is trying to band-aid fix mental health struggles, not illnesses, struggles with um, these type of things, right? Like read more Quran, you know, pray more, you know, do good things, et cetera, et cetera. Like, yes, it'll have some sort of benefit to you because from a spiritual standpoint, yeah, you're going to be observing mindfulness. You know, you might be doing acts of kindness and whatnot, and that'll definitely be good for you. But that band-aid solution isn't really going to fix anything, right? At least, at least if you're going through something serious, because at the end of the day, there are medications out there there are therapies out there there are other things out there that are designed to help with people who have mental health illnesses as well as just struggles right depending on the the seriousness of it and so to say that a like reading quran or whatever is going to replace a real medication in my opinion is a bit foolish because when you get sick you you take like tylenol or whatever Right, you don't replace that with I'm gonna go read the thirtieth juz and this flu is gonna go away. Right, mm-hmm. if that was the case, Corona wouldn't be a thing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so they, that's that's why I want to call out like that. That's that's been something I've heard even by like people who are older and more wise. Like I've heard them say it, and I was just like, okay. And then when you bring this up, they're like, oh, look at this like millennial. Like, what does he <laughs> know? Like, maybe he's just not religious or whatever. And so, yes, I, I believe you should be close to your dean. And again, I don't know what the relationship is. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I personally would like to think that there is, but that that's, it's a relationship, not a, not, not in a, it, it's a correlation, not a causation, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to call that out. Yeah. And the thing from, is, <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. From, from a personal standpoint, like, there there are times where i'm like yes i need to sit in front of allah and i just want to cry to him and that that will that will give me a bit like you know some peace but i still need to take those extra steps into making sure that i'm feeling good and adding on to what Faison said like these medications and stuff they they increase the certain chemicals in your brain or in your body just to make sure that um you, you don't you can surpass these feelings again and it, it it'll, they'll take a time or whatever um but it's it's something important for you to feel better and to feel like so you're able to function in the for your future again you know but yeah that's all i want to add so one thing i want to add is like like Fazan, you were mentioning about people saying read the quran and stuff and like that's great but the thing is even in the quran like Allah tells you to tie your horses first so it's like you know you have to do the work first and then you leave the rest up to god mm-hmm. then you like you know you have to do your own steps it's like mm-hmm. it's the same thing uh, i can't go into an exam and say god is going to give me a 90 mm-hmm. no i need to study i need to do the, everything i can do for myself and then after that you know what like god like i leave it up to god like whatever i'm gonna get i'm gonna get mm-hmm. yes um what's it called Misha, with what you're saying, like uh, like two or three days ago, I was like researching something about this, and I came across a Mufti Mek video, and he was like, he was like, everyone's like, yeah, leave it to Allah and all that kind of stuff. Read, do read your Quran, all that kind of stuff. It's not that you need to do the work for it, and exactly. Allah, Allah's there for you. He's helping you. He's pushing mm-hmm. you. 
he will make that word that work beneficial for you he will help you actually yes. reap the benefits of that work but you yes. need to put in that work first. yes and he will make it easier for you he he promises it so many times to us verily with every hardship comes mm-hmm. ease and we also need to realize that it, everything we do is a test and mm-hmm. we have to we have to work to achieve an a plus on that test you know mm-hmm. so and yeah. this i might be messing up a little bit of the details but there's a story um where the prophet tied his camel and no he, he actually i can't remember the story properly so i don't want to include it in the thing um but i'll just say but we can cut this out just because i don't remember it 100 properly but it's something like the prophet tied his camel outside and um Uh, yeah he tied his he gave his camel to someone to tie outside and he said i'll be back after praying and then by the time he came back someone had stolen like you know the thing the seat on the camel like he stole that and like get, went away with it and he and the, he sold it to someone else for 50 like like 50 and when the prophet came back he said you know what like that 50 was written in your risk like you were going to get that no matter what i was thinking when i came back i was going to give you that 50 as reward for like you know helping me but you instead went and sold that and you and you still got that 50 but you got it from an, like a harmful means so i that story is one of my favorite stories like and i think about that often where it's like you have to even like when when we're talking in terms of mental health you have to be careful about the way you go about things yes god is telling you to like go take steps for yourself but take those rightful steps for help like don't go about it the wrong way like i've seen so many people who trying to cope with mental health mental like mental struggles go the wrong way about it drowning in alcohol drowning in filth drowning in like all these things that are not allowed and the thing is You were and they and they're like oh i got this relief you were going to get that relief if it was written for you but you just went about it the wrong way um i was thinking about the story that you mentioned earlier about your best friend like texting you on mm-hmm. a, on a regular um personally i i understand like what the thing was but me as a recipient of it i actually wouldn't like that and the reason i say that is because Okay, let me let me give you like a story, right? Like let's say I'm going through something, mm-hmm. I would like it for people to check up on me and slowly kind of phase it out. So for instance, like the first week if you check up on them like every day, that's great, right? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm the type of person where if you remind me of something bad that I'm going through, if I'm already trying to get over it, it will then bring me back into this rabbit hole where I will victimize myself even more and then I'll feel like crap even more. And so I guess this is an advice for anyone who is on that caretaker side. Like be careful with how you check up on people and how often you do it because if you constantly are keeping keep keep reminding them of the struggles that they're going through, you're almost discounting the progress that they've made. I've had times in the past where I've gone through something and I've been like really trying to get over that. and it's been like a week and i'm like okay things are going okay and then someone will remind me of it and then i'll have a setback and maybe that's personality driven in that i'm overthinker i i get i get overwhelmed easily maybe but there's a lot of other people out there as well and your friends might be one of them so 
be mindful of how you approach it and how often you approach it because sometimes it's really good to check up on people but sometimes you subtly doing it by just like being like hey we're going out to a restaurant you want to join us or hey like we're going to play video games or like hey let's just call and like we can talk about like memes or something is a little bit more beneficial than addressing the the elephant in the room because they're trying to get that elephant out of the room and you're just like yo <laughs> it's still here <laughs> No, I, I definitely agree. And I, and I think it has to, I think you have to know your audience. I think normally when you care enough to like, you know, message that person or check up on them, you have an idea of what type of person they are. So for example, my friend knew that I would like to tackle it kind of head on type of thing. So she, and it wasn't like she was like, oh, how are you dealing with this? It was more so like, hey, how are you doing today? Or how are you feeling type of thing? Um, but she knew that that's what I needed. And I think, and I think we can like try and kid ourselves and think we don't know, but normally we know our friends or like our family to that level where we can kind of guess like what they would be. We can always be wrong, but we can kind of guess like what they'd be more receptive to. So again, go with your knowledge. Your gut is, your gut is mostly never wrong. So go on, it's person to person, go on your knowledge and your experience yeah yeah it pretty much just comes down to like figuring out how the person likes to deal with stuff and, and honestly if you don't know some people actually really appreciate it if you just straight up tell them mm -hmm. like hey um like even if you don't want to bring up like oh i know you're going through something just be like like how, how do you like to cope with things because i personally when pe when people reach out to me i'm or at least all of my close friends know that I like to deal with things on my own and like internally and I don't like to talk about things. And so like, it, it's just like that, like friends ask me, they're just like, how do you want to deal with this? And I'm just like, don't mention it. Don't worry about it. I'll work, I'll work through it behind the scenes and we can just talk about memes. <laughs> so yeah, it's just about like learning how you're, mm -hmm. like how the people, like how the person who's struggling likes to cope with things. Mm -hmm. And I think there's no, I think one thing is we're all so scared of getting it wrong. Exactly. But getting it in certain instances, again, this is again like going on your own experiences, but I feel like in certain instances, it's almost better to get it wrong than do nothing. Mm -hmm. Like as long as you approach it in the right way and you're willing to learn, like don't get defensive. If you got it wrong, don't get defensive and turn it on the other person. Just be like, oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to help you. I didn't realize that I was, instead of helping, I was causing you more stress. So I, from the future on, you can either even get advice or even like say a phone and I will do this a different way. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. And the thing is, don't expect, <laughs> the number one thing I notice is, whether it's for me or from other people, if we all expect replies or we expect feedback for our help, and, and that's not always possible. And that's not the, I don't think that's the right way to do it either. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, there was, so, I can tell you, I think my friend messaged me, like seven days, I think I replied to her one day. Because, but I appreciated that nonetheless. So I think there's sometimes like there's those times where you just, you're not in, like you are not capable or you're not in that mind frame to actually be receptive or to actually have a conversation or put in that effort. And the other person needs to be understanding of that. And, and I have been on both sides of that conversation 
and we just like we all just need to be able to take a little step back and i think we sometimes we get like we think it may be something to do with us it's, it's not to do with you it's to have to do with the person um the one thing i wanted to say was i feel like when even when we discuss this when we talk about how to help other people or how to be there for someone we a common theme that all of us hit upon is like either like giving them your time or be or like validating their feelings in terms of words and that got me thinking so i'm reading this book right now it's called like five love languages don't ask why i'm reading it i'm just reading it um and over here there's five love languages okay so there's words of affirmation which we kind of hit upon like that's what we try to tell people like you know it's going to be okay you're doing great etc number 2 is quality time which i think we also hit upon in terms of just being there for someone giving them a phone call or just texting them or whatever and there's three more here that we didn't really hit upon number 3 is receiving gifts number 4 is acts of service and number 5 is physical touch and though this book is focused on like couples i think that's very very important to keep in mind because everyone has a different language that they're receptive of right and if you know that about your friend then you don't have to talk about what they're going through maybe just get them like a chocolate bar or something and that would be you know receiving gifts you know maybe they just need a hug and you can just go and like you know if you're a guy i don't know dab them up or something <laughs> but um yeah like they they might appreciate that or they might just appreciate like a high five or or whatever so i think it's important to keep in mind that there are multiple ways of going about it and it's not limited to just texting and checking up on them you can do a lot of intangible things well, not intangible but you can do a lot of other things that are uh, that are helpful and i think these 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 five that he mentions are are effective for any sort of relationship be it your siblings your parents your friends whatever 100 it's a great book I always wanted to buy it but then I'm just Yeah, like, like I've heard the name so much. I've never. But I okay, I feel like I'm all five languages at different points. <laughs> I feel like I don't have one. It's like I do different or I want different ones at different times. There's a test online. You can do it for free. Yeah, we should do that. Just for fun. Oh, I've already done it. <laughs> yeah. He like you all are loser. I'm done. But we can retake it and act like we never knew that. Yeah. We should do that. That'd be interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I've actually never um for me in my in my experiences, it'd be nice to just get like a chocolate bar sometimes instead of them being like how are you doing? But <laughs> like, to be very honest, like yeah, um I had never thought of that either and like just like verbalizing that to you guys, I'm like, hmm. Maybe this is a tactic that I should use going Guys, forward. What's your favorite chocolate bar? We should Snickers. Do Get me Snickers or M&M's. Wait, you like Snickers? I like Yeah. I love Snickers. Snickers oh, are my ultimate favorite. I love than I love I love anything that's hard and has a crunch to it or like, you know, like mm, like yeah, so yeah. like so are you like a Kit Kat type of gal? <laughs> Kit Kat, Ferrero Rocher, mm. um Really uh, Twix is bougie too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite? I love how we asked for that, and but we all. Yeah, and then we all answered. <laughs> I. Hmm. What is yours? I feel like it's either 
Kinder Bueno or Ferrero Rocher. Yum! Can I tell you something? I've never tried Kinder Bueno. I, I've tried it, but I'm not in love with it. Like, it's fine. Like, I don't get the, all the hype. Yeah, everyone says it's good, but I'm not. I don't get the hype. Like, it's good, but I don't get the hype. Yeah, no, the only, like, other thing I wanted to mention with respect to the social circle is it's it's great to have people, you know, in your corner. Um, but something I've been realizing more recently is that I think I've shared some personal experiences with people who, like, in hindsight, I wish I could kind of take back. Um, and I guess that's part of the learning experience. And I think it's important for you to have a good social circle, but, you know, be careful with who you share it with because at that point in time, you know, uh, they're your friends and they got your back or whatever, but you never know what will happen. And I feel like the litmus test should be like, let's say you lost touch or you stopped being friends for whatever reason, would they still honor your, your secrets? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, yeah, I think that's really important. Like I, I have, you know, there, there's people that I've told certain things to where now I'm like, I, I, I don't think they'll spill whatever I told them just because we lost touch or whatever. But I do wish I kept that circle a little bit smaller um and and i think that's one of the benefits of getting professional help as well because they are mandated to keep that keep whatever you're telling them as uh as as confidential and no one has access to that not even your parents no one Mm -hmm. except not even the law except if you're doing something illegal or you're threatening yourself or someone else right Mm -hmm. and i've i've gone to professional help i found it very useful um at times like don't don't like don't juice it right don't just go for the sake of going like mm-hmm. you know use it if you need to because especially the ones that are free for like students and whatnot like if you're just juicing it like you're taking that resource away from somebody else mm-hmm. so uh yeah like like that's not to say that you should only rely on like one or two people because that kind of contradicts what i said earlier about like you know you're baggage on someone however like keep that in mind um because you know once you say something to someone that's that deep and that personal then you can uh, you can never take it back and that's mm-hmm. part of the reason why i was very hesitant on sharing my personal experiences because i there's a lot of things i haven't even shared with the three of you let alone put it on the internet right mm-hmm. so uh yeah keep that in mind yeah i i just want to add to what Faison said like there's times where i've done that and like after leaving or not being friends with those people, I, I've always had this anxiety. Still to this day, even when I come across them, I'll be like, oh crap, like, th- they probably said this to this person or something like that. Like, you, like, it's just, like, don't, don't go, don't put yourself through that situation knowing also, that it might cause you more anxiety or something like that. Mm-hmm. Also, one great test is, does your friend spill secrets about people that they're no longer friends with? Because yeah. if they can spill to you secrets about their former friends guess what most likely in the future they're going to tell your secrets to someone else as well and they might not do it to be like mean or harmful but i feel like that eventually becomes a part of your personality unless you specifically target it like if uh, unless you know you specifically notice that thing about yourself and you try and change it otherwise it becomes a part of your just who you are 100 percent and i you know there's 
I I posted this on my story a little bit, but for that I relate with that so much. Like I think there's so many things in my life. I'm an oversharer. So like you guys will notice this. I share my feelings and I share what's going on. And I even if like right before our conversation I've told myself I'm not going to do it, when the conversation happens, I think that's just part of my personality or like my way of being authentic. I share it. And some and a lot of the times I regret afterwards i'm like i wish i hadn't shared this i wish i had kept this a little bit more personal and it's a learning curve a lot of the time for me i have been very lucky in my life where it has not been negative so far um but i'm so afraid for that day to come where it where it will come back and bite me like you know where it'll be a negative thing and that's also a reality of doing this podcast that I once when we were talking about our faith episode that I like after that episode that really really hit me and I was and I was actually like really emotional thinking about it that through this podcast all of us are sharing pieces of ourselves that we would normally never share publicly we would share with our friends but not like this and we don't know who's watching and we don't know when in the future like you know these things might come back type of thing so we're being vulnerable but I also think that's needed in order for this to hopefully resonate with someone but also i think on the other end of it we all need to be a little bit more forgiving of one another people change people's opinions change we're all allowed to grow we're all allowed to learn so i know just be cognizant of that yeah the last thing i wanted to mention and i remember reading this article about bill and melinda gates and they were talking about their marriage and like even none of their conflicts are ever publicized in front of their children and so it's like whatever arguments they have they go behind closed doors they'll have it in one on one they'll finish off the argument they'll come to like a unified decision and then confront their children and i want to draw a parallel to that and like friends right like all of us here have a group of friends like the four of us are a group of friends but that doesn't mean that if like if i have a problem with like michelle like i'm not going to like i'm not going to bring in yasmin and randa and be like hey like she did this or she did that or you know if i have a problem with her i'll deal with her one on one and so that's what i want to mention right like even if it's not like a mental health secret or whatever just like when you're dealing with friends if you're in a in a group where you have mutual friends or what not like if things happen between people that's that's normal like that's part of mm-hmm. being human like yasmin said people make mistakes um hopefully they learn from it but if something happens between two people or three people don't let that spill over into your greater relationships because mm-hmm. that can actually be a cause of of stress because for me for instance the one thing i really really place a lot of emphasis on is my character right like i try my best to be a good person and any mark on my character i see that as like a personal like as a as like a as a thing that's like it's like a very it's like a hit on the head almost right and so me if if i find out that like any one of my friends said something bad about me to someone else that will hurt me so much but if they came to me and said like hey like i didn't like when you did this or you did this and like you should stop doing it i would appreciate that a lot more and that won't be a stress for me personally now so i think any group of friends whether how close you are or whatever you shouldn't let those like personal uh conflicts because they're going to come mhm they're going to mm-hmm. come that that is what it is but don't let that 
spill over and change the dynamic yeah no relationship is perfect and at the end of the day you need to realize that if you are developing a relationship with someone a friendship whatever it is you you, the goal is to grow together the goal is to experience things together the goal is to help one another um and it's okay if you have if you they see something bad about you or anything like that they're gonna help you so yeah listen to phase on can you believe you're actually saying that (laughs) bro there's times where i I, in this episode where i said listen to misha and i can't believe i'm saying that either (laughs) wow you turned it around on me no excuse me i was saying no but it's been on some smart stuff yeah i want a watermelon (laughs) i want mango i agree with that (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, this episode, we talked about mental health struggles of immigrants. We talked a little bit about, you know, our the relationship between mental health and spirituality, different uh, ways we've coped with things, and different things we've learned along our own separate journeys. So, um, again, thank you guys for tuning in, and we hope that you enjoyed it. Bye! Bye! Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.